With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It is time for the panel now, proudly sponsored by Malray Electric, putting the spark into Canterbury rugby. Time to talk all kinds of Canterbury sport. I'm joined by TVNZ reporter Jordan Oppett and journalist George Berry. A big welcome to you both. Let's get straight into it. Let's get cracking. Onto the stadium, $683 million, fixed price, 30,000 seats. It has got a roof. Yay or nay? Opening end of 2025 is now what I'm hearing. George, is, is that a win? Is that as good as we could hope for? Oh, get on with it! Surely, get on with it. Uh, I was down in Eden last week for um, an Otago game, and just the difference you had compared to the five or six other games I knew I knew that were going on around the country at the time was just unbelievable. So, no, it can't come soon enough for me, Frankie. Jordan, any any reservations around it, or is it just just time to get it done? No, absolutely, just get it done. Morning, Frankie and George. I'm exactly the same as George when he said, just get it done. It's exactly what I would have said. I mean, enough chat about it now. Um, you know, it has been passed. It's not going to get any cheaper. It's only going to get delayed more the longer it sits around. So just get it up. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people with you on that one as well. How about, Jordan, how about Canterbury's opening win, MPC? Were you impressed, happy with what you saw? Maybe a sign that, that this team could be the one that goes back to title-winning ways? Exactly. Well, how can you not? What a scoreline. A hell of a start to the season. I mean, they have got one of the most stacked sides, both uh, the men's team, the NPC, and the Farrah Palmer Cup as well. I think Canterbury always does well to have such a, a solid side. Um, good to see George Bridge get a couple of meat pies. Obviously, a disappointing um, not getting picked for the All Blacks again, so to come out and do something like that. Uh, the return of Owen Franks and Willie Hines, a couple of old dogs who are back in, you know, back in the Canterbury setup, can only mean good things for the, the younger players as well. So, what a hell of a start. George, you can absolutely put your your Canterbury rugby hat on here. You, you must be pretty pleased with a with a start like that. Oh, I, th- I think just the way that they played was the key part for me. Just the attitude, the want to go forward, the ambition. I know you're just talking with Billy there and talked about Fergus Burke lo- loving a long range try. Just that little snipe down the. Uh, short side and then he just carried on you know there were three or four times that Manawatu could have tackled him but he just kept going and I think that's the sort of attitude that if we can carry on from a wider Canterbury perspective if they can take their attitude into every game going forward well you know it's a great place to start from it almost doesn't well the results always matter but it almost doesn't matter to, to a degree as long as you're playing with that sort of attitude you'll be there at the end of 80 minutes for sure. That's got to be a pretty exciting team to be part of as well for some of the some of the youngsters. They've come off the New Zealand under twenty side. They're into the Canterbury NPC team for the for the first time and, and the chance to rub shoulders with you know Willie Hines, Owen Franks, but but a lot of the team who've had a lot of experience in in that area. 
Oh, I think the key part is there's a lot of guys now that are third, fourth, and fifth year in that sort of space. I even you talk about a guy like Fergus Burke that probably hasn't played a heap of Super Rugby, got a lot of caps, but done a lot of training. You know, they've they've been there for three or four years now. Uh, even you know, Dallas McLeod, uh, Isaiah Ponyvai would have started. I think they might have had a wee touch of COVID or something through the. Uh, there guys the other day, so missed out on getting an, another start. But those guys have been around the camp for three or four years now, um, and they are just really ready for this level of rugby, um, and really want to get out there and, and you know do Canterbury proud in that space. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Will Golter come on, wasn't expected to start at the start of the week. Comes and you know scores a try, sets up another one. He scored three against Otago the other day. Uh, he has some some pretty fun, loving guys out there at the moment that can uh, certainly play some footy. That's for sure. Now, someone else who feels that they are more than ready for, for the next level up, the next step up. It is Razor Robertson. His comments coming out in the media recently around he's ready to do the job. He, he's keen to win a World Cup with two international teams. Jordan, uh, do you think comments fair to make or, or is he really just piling on a little bit of unnecessary pressure on, on the New Zealand, uh, New Zealand side, New Zealand coaching staff and, and maybe the NZRU as well? Well, look, in my opinion, I say good on him. I mean, he has been as loyal as they come. He's watched now basically all of his assistants follow their international, you know, coaching ambitions. Uh, Ronan O'Gara, then Andrew Goodman, and now obviously Jason Ryan. And I feel like Jason Ryan really was the straw that broke the camel's back in this case, Frankie, and the fact that Razor has been sticking around. He's waiting for that chance. What more does he have to do? He's made it very clear that's what he wants to do. Um, and I, you'll notice, like, he, he made those comments about wanting to have two World Cups on an international podga- podcast overseas in Europe. He hasn't spoken to any media here. It's not like he's going around and dishing out interviews to everyone in New Zealand and getting our, our print running. So, look, he, he chose one podcast, and, of course, that podcast went out widely. So I feel like good on him. I mean, what more does he have to do? Yeah, it feels a bit like that, to be fair. Do you think, George, there's there's still a little hint of a chance that actually if this South African tour goes poorly for the All Blacks, it might actually be enough to get Razor into the top job? I think in that space, the, the, the court of public opinion will certainly be calling for more change if nothing goes right in South Africa, that's for sure. Whether it is Razor that gets it or not, like um, you've obviously got uh, Smith, around the group. And equally, does Razor actually want to walk into something like that at the moment where things aren't quite going right and then have to sort of jimmy things up a little bit? Uh, the other thing that probably gets me a little bit is that there's, there's a lot of players that are actually missing within that moment. You know, one of the best probably sevens for me last year was um, was Blackadder. He's not there. You know, obviously Brody's not there. There's a number of players that I think would be good in that All Black team that aren't there at the moment. So it's piling pressure on to the Fozzie and the rest of them at the moment. But yeah, would Razor want it at this moment? I'm not sure. I'm not actually 100% sure or whether they can do kind of like a Band-Aid solution and maybe give it to Smith for a while and then say to Razor, we'll We'll, we'll, we'll appoint you, but then you can maybe have it in 12 months and go and plan and do all the things you need to for, for maybe after the World Cup might actually be a better solution than just jumping in, getting in there, and then not maybe getting the results that they need or want, and then all of a sudden he's you know operating with one hand um, tied behind his back or all that sort of thing from a public perspe- perception as well. Yeah, fair, fair call. Very fair points there. We're going to move to the Com Games now. I love them. I have been absolutely so invested in these Commonwealth Games. Maybe it's on the back of New Zealand's success. I don't know. But I have watched 
possibly every sport there is to watch in it. But what I want to know, is there still a place for them? It's, it seems that there's a few athletes that have skipped out on them, that, that they come down the, down the line in terms of world events that they're trying to peak for. Is there still a place, Jordan, for, for the Commonwealth Games? Well, you look, I think it's hard, isn't it? Because, you know, the likes of Hayden Wilde, Anton Cooper, all of our track cyclists, there's a lot of sports where they're racing for international outfits who are paying them, and the world circuits for them and those clubs mean more than the Commonwealth Games. I know a lot of those athletes are put in a really tricky position having to go back and tell their their clubs or the, the units they race, race for to say, sorry, you need to fit in Commonwealth Games here because I need to go. I think there's absolutely a place for them. It has to happen. It's such a special event. But I think it needs to be built in a lot more with other athletes' schedules because I think, like we've seen um, with cricket, Frankie, and players saying it's just too much, I think we risk that with a lot of athletes now in terms of the pressure that's on them to fit everything in in one go. So I think there's absolutely a place. It just has to be managed yeah, absolutely. There's been a little bit of chatter from Grant Robinson as well that there's maybe some discussion happening that, that perhaps now with a multi-city model, maybe New Zealand could host again. Who knows? But anyway, it's been great talking to you both, being able to pick your brains over all the issues going on in Canterbury sport and sport in general. It has been wonderful to have your company and we'll speak again soon. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.